0: Welcome to the True North Podcast. This podcast is about navigating through today's culture in the direction that lands at the heart of God. Let's go! So if you're taking notes today, um, if you're taking notes, you put at the top of your paper, Sons of Thunder. Sons of Thunder. And... You know, the Holy Spirit really brought this, uh, when I was asking the Lord, like, Lord, what do you want me, what do you want me to say? Cause I don't want to waste words. Don't want to waste time. And, uh, inst- you know, I, I felt him impress upon my heart, sons of thunder. And, um, you know, it, it, before we even get into it, um, to really go along with this, um, you know, like we live in a world today where there are so many triggers. Um, you know, it was just last week I saw, I got a notification on my phone um from somebody and instantly it triggered um a 48 hour loop of bitterness and anger and comparison and you know regret and all these negative emotions and etc and you know um to better explain it is to define trigger in the verb tense it means to become active or to activate um to initiate or precipitate a chain of events, scientific reaction, psychological process. So when I say trigger, I mean, I'm saying activate. Like when I I got this notification, it activated, it started this psychological process of negative emotion after another. Um, And we as mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, employees, employers, Young, mature, amateurs, experts, we as human beings, we all live in a world where triggers exist. Let me give you, let me give you some examples of triggers. We got mistakes from our past, um, finances, COVID-19. That's a trigger in itself. Um, not eating on time. Let me, let me tell you something hanger is a real thing. <laughs> Children, coworkers, grown-ups, parents, boomers, bills. Um, death, unfortunately death and loss of loved ones Not handling change well is a big trigger um, Racism is definitely a trigger Politics is a trigger The opposite gender can be a trigger Sometimes your spouse can trigger certain things People's opinions, rumors, and out-of-order priorities you know, And there's many more things, but I'll just give you an example But um, Jesus and the disciples dealt, dealt with triggers let me give you. Uh, let, let's look in the Bible and see what it says. Jesus nicknamed these two sons of thunder. He 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 gave them the nickname sons of thunder because of their intense personalities. All right, because they had an intense personality. Now um, we we're going to look at proof uh, or an example of, of their intense personality in Luke chapter nine, verse fifty-one through fifty-six. I think this is in the Passion translation. <clears throat> Luke chapter nine, verses fifty-one through fifty-six. starting with verse 51, Jesus let nothing distract him from departing for Jerusalem because the time for him to be lifted up drew near and he was full of passion to complete his mission there. So he sent messengers ahead of him as envoys to a village of the Samaritans. But as they approached the village, the people turned them away. They would not allow Jesus to enter for he was on his way to worship in Jerusalem. Verse 54, when the disciples, Jacob and John, realized what was happening, they returned to Jesus and said, Lord, if you wanted to, you could command fire to fall down from heaven, just as Elijah did, and destroy all these wicked people. Jesus rebuked them sharply, saying, don't you realize what spews from your hearts when you say that? The Son of Man did not come to destroy life, but to bring life to the earth. So they went to another village instead. So I, I, I like this because, um, obviously, what triggered James and John? So in this moment, because Jesus and, the, and James and John had been mistreated, instantly James and John, they were ready. And I fully believe now we all do, we all do trace back genealogically. We all do trace back to Adam and Eve, but I believe that James and Johns were definitely my cousins. I fully believe that, you know what? If James and John were in 2021, it'd be James and John Milton, all right? I'm just saying, you know why? Because James and John, they they they, they had this uh, they had this aura um, that I would like to label called "Stay Ready." All right, James and John, they stayed ready. Um, look, somebody just say "Stay Ready." Stay, stay ready. ready. So I, I I love that concept. Uh, the I, I used to tell the story when we uh, didn't live here, and now we're back. I'm going to tell it because I'm very proud of it. But I remember it was uh, uh, I can't remember the year exactly, but we only had Kellen at this point. We come down to visit. Um, didn't have a key to mom and dad's house. Met them at Walmart. We stopped in the middle of the parking lot or whatever, just got out the car, me and dad. Dad's trying to fiddle, take his keys off. And there's a car behind me, and they're blowing the horn. And, and mom's like, George, they're blowing the horn. And just without well, a flinch, dad's like, It's okay, need I stay ready. And I'm like, Woo! I look back at Kelsey. I said, Whoa! You hear that? We stay ready! And Kelly's like, Woo! little about that. Woo! I'm like, yeah. I look at Kelsey, that's what you married. We're so ready. So I'm like, James and John, they were some James and John Meltons. You know? They were like, what 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 did he say? Jesus, make that fire fall now. Burn all, I like how the scripture says say burn all these wicked people. All these wicked people. You know. And Jesus rebukes them. He instantly says, you do not know what you ask. So well, let's talk about what triggered these stay ready brothers. All right. <laughs> I told said, so I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous about this because I can see my flesh enjoying it too much. But towards the end, I can see my flesh not liking it. So spoiler alert. I'm going to let you know. We, we laughing now, but by the end of it, we're going to... I should have brought, brought that little device Lindsay talked about a few weeks ago to cover my toes. So... But let's talk about what triggered James and John and what triggered them was the racial and political divide between Samaritans and Jews. And if you don't know, um, back then most Jews did not like Samaritans and Samaritans didn't like Jews because of the way the Jews treated them. But the Jews viewed Samaritans as half breeds. You know, they weren't full-blooded Jews. They most of them, they were mixed with different races. But on top of that, they didn't worship, uh, they didn't follow Juda- uh, Judaism. They followed other beliefs and other religions and other traditions and worshiped other gods. And because the Jews saw that, they saw that as an enemy. They saw that as lesser than. So therefore, they didn't acknowledge it. And because the Samaritans were like, are you going to treat us like this? We're going to treat you right back. So, in fact, there's some translations where it says that um, when Jesus and James and John tried to speak this to that Samaritan, he actually spit at them. So I, I can see why James and John were like, oh, you, also, oh, you, you don't know who I got. You don't know who I got beside me. Jesus, I am he. Rain down the fire right now. Rain it You know, you're going to spit on me. That's a You spit, you spit your little slobber. I'm going to have God spit fire right down on you. So I, I can understand. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Jesus was like, you don't know what you ask. And this was the thunderlight personality that we see bubbling out of James and John, and I believe that we all have some thunder in us. At the end of the day, I believe we, as human beings, we all we all got a little thunder. Got a little thunder. Listen, you catch me. You, if you scare me, you can ask you can ask everybody at the house. If you scare me, my, my instant phrase is, "You almost got that lightning." Don't do that. You almost got that lightning because you know it, it's, it's not a whoo. It's a hey. Like you, you almost got it. And uh, I, I think it was uh, yesterday. Yesterday when I came home, Kellen popped out of the kitchen. Woo! You want to talk about? I almost took him out. I almost took him out on accident. Like, woo, buddy! You, that's stay locked and loaded. You can't, you can't just be popping out. You know, he was, he was all smiling. Like, I got you. Haha. I said, Oh, I almost got you, buddy. Okay, you almost unlocked. You almost triggered that thunder. I, I, I gotta keep it to myself. So don't do that anymore. <laughs> But I fully believe we as human beings, we all have some thunder in us. Now, I understand the characteristics of thunder. We're not going to like this. It's flesh hurting. It's flesh crucifying. But see, the characteristics of thunder is loud, violent, disruptive, intense, and most importantly, short lived. We all have some thunder in us. We all have some thunder in us. But today, I only want to I want to give you one point and I'm going to be out your way. just one point, one point only, which is. Counter of who I am, but one point because I fully believe that everything within these scriptures that we're going to be reading And everything that God has given can be summed up into one point, but it's don't rain like thunder Shine like the sun Don't rain, R-E-I-G-N Don't rain like thunder Shine like the sun, S-O-N Now Lindsay, you, you, you didn't spell them in context No, 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 the word play is intentional Because as Jesus followers, you and I, we are called to reign on the earth. We're called to rule and reign. We are called to determine how we're going to respond when life throws stuff at us. Therefore, the ball is in our court at all times. The devil likes to make us feel like it's not. But essentially, the ball is in our court. The ball is in our hands. You know, uh, the best way to think about it is when the ball is in Michael Jordan's hands, he determines the game. When the ball is in Steph Curry's hand, he determines the game. When the ball is in the bronze hand, he may pass it. Or he can determine how he wants the game to go. I just had to. I could help it. I love it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the ball is in your hand. So therefore, don't reign. Don't, don't live on this earth with a th- thunder-like personality or a thunder-like characteristic. But shine like the sun. And so when shine like Jesus. Shine like Jesus. Stand above the crowd in our conversations, in the way we treat people, in the way we love people. Don't rain like thunder, shine like the sun. See, Romans 2, 4 says that it's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. So evidently shining like the sun can help draw people to repentance. Raining like thunder, raining with intensity or, or being violent, negative, disruptive, demonstrative by the way we talk to one another or the way we do ministry or the way we treat our enemies. Raining like thunder does not draw people to repentance. It repels them. Raining like thunder doesn't draw people to repentance. It repels them. It's the it's the oatmeal to the red ants. If if you missed that conversation earlier, it, it repels, you know, uh, when, when we are violent, when we're demonstrative, it doesn't draw people, it doesn't make people want to come to church. Because essentially it doesn't matter, you can say, Well, Lindsay, I'm not perfect. Yes, I know you're not perfect, and I'm not perfect, but the moment that somebody finds out that you're a Christian, instantly they put that, oh, she's perfect. And that's not fair. It's not, but they instantly they put that label they're on us. So therefore, they are examining you. You know, you thought twenty twenty and sixty minutes did an extensive search. No, no, no. It, it's peanuts compared to the people, uh, the way people will examine and watch you and follow you. That's Even right. down to the oh, I saw her buying meat. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Bro, I saw her. I saw her getting an extra soda. Isn't she supposed to be drinking water? Ain't, ain't this the first of the week? Don't they? I heard they fast. Why? I'm telling you, the moment that people find out you follow Jesus, they will instantly criticize, instantly judge, instantly watch you. They will binge watch your life more than Netflix. Right. All right. So therefore, we have, more, uh, we have more reason to shine like the sun. Make sure that we are reflecting Jesus. So don't rain like thunder, but shine like the sun. Amen. We can't have a thunder-like grip on the way we do church. We cannot have a thunder-like grip on the way we do church. We can't have a thunder-like grip on the way we do ministry. We can't have a thunder-like grip on the way we love people. In Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 34, I have this in the Passion Translation. We're going to get another account of the sons of thunder. But James and, and, and John, the sons of Zebedee, they approached Jesus and said, This is verse 35. Teacher, will you do us a favor? Verse 36, what is it? Jesus asked. Verse 37, we want to sit next to you when you come into your glory. And they said, one at your right hand and the other at your left. Jesus replied, don't you have a clue what you're asking for? Are you prepared to drink from the cup of suffering that I am about to drink? And are you able to endure the baptism into death that I'm about to experience? And, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I, I made the reference of Alan Iverson and talking about practice and telling the media, why are we so focused on practice? should we be focused on championship? should we focus on other games? No, no, no. It comes down to the smallest details. And, I, and I'll close with this, but it comes down to uh, the, it comes down to what you will do when nobody's watching. And this is the type of conversation that Jesus is having with them because nobody's watching. You know, that they kind of moved off from the crowd and James or John like Jesus. Like, hey, you know what? Me, me and my brother, we were thinking, me and my bro, you know, we, we was thinking, man, why don't, you just, why don't you just put us on the right and left hand when you get to heaven? And uh, we can read this and think, okay, well, what's the big deal? Uh, th- those were places of honor and places of authority. Yes. And Jesus says two things. He says that, you, first off, you don't know what you're asking. And second, you, are you, can you drink from the cup? that it takes to to have that. And the moment that he said, drink from the cup, I'm like, drink from the cup, drink from the cup. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, I know why it sounds familiar. And it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit that gave it to me. But Jesus said, listen, uh, let me give some more context real quick. James and John, they said, hey, in order, first off, they're assuming that they're going to get to heaven. They made the first assumption. A thunder-like quality will cause you to assume things that you haven't been promised yet. So first off, they're assuming that they can get to heaven. And second, they're assuming that Jesus is just going to grant them the ultimate positions, the ultimate place, the ultimate trophies. And Jesus said, first off, to get to heaven, are you sure you can? Because that that what you're asking is only reserved for me. And that's because I'm willing to drink from the cup. Because he said, are are you sure you can handle this cup? Are you sure you can handle the baptism into death? And, you know, we read that and be like, what's he talking about? But. Remember, in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said, Lord, I don't want to do this. But if it's your will, let me let let if, if, if anybody can take it, let this cup pass. Let this cup pass. So Jesus had the moment that when he was triggered with sweat and anxiety in the garden, he had a moment to where he could be like, you know, I'm not going to accept this cup. I'm not going to drink from it. But instead he did. He partook of it. He went to the cross for our. Sins, And James and John, these thunder brothers are saying, listen, and uh, we assume that we get to be like you and Jesus said, Oh no, 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 no. If you want to be like I me, mean, you got to drink from the cup. You got to be baptized into death. That word baptism really means immersed. You got to be dumped into death. And honestly, John It's so easy for us to, I think one of the reasons I really like this is because in that moment, for them assuming, they assumed that everything was going to be great because they were following Jesus. They assumed that everything was going to be great following Jesus. And we know that, you know what? It's not always sunshines and unicorns every day. There are some days that are harder than others. But that's, that's just a sign that we are on the right path. But, uh, you know, the hot water is working when the water is what? You know you're following Christ when you're having to suffer at times. Jesus. Because understand this, Jesus said that if you're going to be like me, you've got to suffer like me. Jesus. It's so easy for us to pray and bind and loose and ask for the blessings and bleed the blessings and sing about the glory of the Lord. And there's nothing wrong with those things. But at the same time, just as willing as we're willing to sing, I feel the glory of the Lord. We have to be willing to accept that there will be some suffering in our lives. But the beauty of that suffering is knowing that two things. One, I'm suffering just like Jesus suffered. I may not be on a cross, beating and bleeding my life away, but at the same time Jesus suffered, Jesus' flesh was crucified. There are parts of my life that are having to be crucified in order for fruit to rise up. And also the second thing, I'm suffering in this life, but also I'm not alone. Jesus told us, he said, offense will come, troubled times will come, dark days will come, but I will not leave. So therefore, in the moment of my suffering, I know that my hands are not empty. Why? Because somebody's holding my hand. Not just somebody, but it's the other, it's the fourth man that was in the fire. Jesus. It's, the, it's the one that, it was the visible man that took his hands and parted the Red Sea. Yes. It's the one that led the, uh, the nation of Israel by the cloud by day and the fire. By night. I know that my hands are not empty. this thunderous, uh, thunderous personality that I have in me has to be crucified. And that's what Jesus was trying to get uh, uh, trying to get through to James and John, like, "Hey, hey! I know, I see who you are. I know what you desire. There's nothing wrong with this. I'm glad that you want to be in heaven with me. I'm glad that you want to sit on my left and right hand. But understand this: who you are can't go there. Who you are right now can't go there. You got to that that part right there. That's not of me, and that has to be crucified. Right. There's parts of us that are opposite of Jesus." And it has to be crucified. It's not me saying, Oh, we have some deep dark sin. No, no, no. We are human. Jeez. We're human. It's like I said, the different triggers. Hanger. Hanger's not of God. Part that has to be crucified. Definitely talking to myself. Being impatient, judging others, those are things that have to be crucified. But a lot of times when life is life, it triggers those types of emotions. Or it triggers worry or it triggers doubt or it triggers the biggest thing. It triggers us to not believe in God's promises. Jeez. It, it triggers that I've been waiting for five years and still I'm dealing with this, this issue in my body Jesus. or I, they diagnosed me at the age of three. and I still every now and then have to wake up in the middle of the night to, to take uh, to take my inhaler or to take a shot or whatever it is. Jesus. So it's it's those things that that trigger that, man, God, are you, maybe maybe God doesn't want to do this in my life. Maybe God doesn't want to heal. And I think that's the overall theme today is is getting us to realize what life tries to do. And sometimes it is the devil. And then sometimes it's just living in a fallen world. Amen. That there are triggers all around us, but we have the ball in our court. We can determine how we're going to respond. Amen. 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 Understand this. John was known as the apostle of love. I don't know if you knew this. The same thunderlight brother, the same stay ready, like rain fire on them. You know what one of his nicknames was? It was the apostle of love. You look at 1 John chapter four, it's all about love. It's all about the love of God and God loving us. <clears throat> but I, want, I, want, I didn't put it on the, on the screen, but I wanna read in John, 1 John chapter four, verse seven through 12. I'm gonna skip to, skip to verse 11. Verse 11 says this, delightfully loved ones. If he, talking about Jesus, loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor. But if we love one another, God makes his permanent home in us and we make our permanent home in him. And his love is brought to its full. Everybody say full, full full expression in us. John was known as the apostle of love. But we just read in Mark that he was also known as son of thunder. So what changed? What changed from being known as the son of thunder to the apostle of love? You know, it was the cross. The Gospel of John, we see the Gospel of John, and then we see First John, it's a lot of things that happen, but one of the biggest the biggest landmarks was the cross. It was the cross. And even in verse 11, I said, I'll read it one more time. Delightfully loved ones, if he, talking about God, loved us with a tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. Should be our way of life. So the thing that helped him uh, calm that thunder-like personality. Calm that demonstrative. Calm that uh, the thing that helped him get a hold of the triggers that he had in his life was realizing that, okay, if, if God loved me, then that same love is available for me to love others, Amen. and that same love is available for me to filter the rest of my life. Not filter it with this thunder. Not filter it with this bitterness. Not filter it with this hurt or offense. And I'm not saying that you have no right to be hurt or right to be offended. Because at the end of the day, like we deserve to be treated well, Amen. and at times people don't treat us all well. I'm pretty sure we could go around the room and people and you can tell stories where literally somebody mistreated you for no apparent reason. Amen. But at the end of the day, John realized that okay, this the that. He has every reason to be a feat, uh, to be offended, but he's on the cross that I'm pretty sure. John looking at Jesus, James looking at Jesus like like you, you could have rained fire down on all these people. But here you are becoming a servant, becoming a sacrifice, submitting, decreasing for for me. Jesus. Oh, is that the way? I'm, oh, that's why I'm supposed to look at life. I'm OK. I'm, okay, I, I got to put myself second. E, e, even, when I know, even when I know the answer or even when, even when this person has been mean or this person has been rude or bitter or, or I haven't seen them or done. Okay, I, okay. So, so don't rain like thunder, but I'm supposed to shine like the sun. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be okay with not being first all the time. Jeez. <laughs> That's one of the biggest lessons we're trying to teach our oldest son he loves to run he loves to race and if he's not first he's last you know (laughs) jeez but you know and he bless his heart he he takes it serious if he doesn't come in first i remember there was one time back when i was living down there in florida um i went to go pick him up and um his teacher you know she's like he had a good day he's just he's you know he's really sad i was like oh something happened he didn't get hurt uh, she's trying not to laugh she said please i don't mean to make you upset he he, he lost in the races I said, okay I, I already know she says he always like that See, yeah he uh, he takes them serious you know if he don't come in first i said but he gets that competitive streak from both his parents we are very competitive like if we're playing on a team like we hold each other to high standards like okay you better know this answer you don't know this answer like what's what come on and if we're playing against each other oh it's it's every mountain for themselves you know And the biggest lesson we're trying to teach them is it's okay to not be first. It's okay to let your brother win, you know. (laughs) It's okay that uh, so-and-so can run faster than you on the playground. It's okay, I'm going to say this. It's okay that, you know, maybe the things that you had said for yourself, you know, by this time, it's okay that some of those maybe haven't come true yet. Or it's okay that so-and-so bought a new car and you haven't got one yet. It's okay that if somebody else gets a promotion on the job. It's okay that if this works out for somebody else and you're still in the, in the, in the waiting area. It, it's okay that life is, is, it may look like sunshine for somebody else and still you're kind of like, it's, it's partly cloudy. It's not full thunderstorm. It's, part, it's, it's okay for us to not be first. Jesus. Because I can assure you this, even when we are not first, guess what? We're not forgotten. Amen. Amen. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Even when we're not first, even on those days where it feels like, man, I'm not succeeding at anything. At the end of the day, I know that I'm not forgotten. Amen. Even when life has caused people to have to leave my life willingly or unwillingly, At the end of the day, I'm not forgotten. At the end of the day, you are not forgotten. I feel that in the spirit. You are not forgotten. Thank you, Lord. I know life has not been the greatest at all times, but at the end of the day, you're not forgotten. Amen. Amen. And John realized John had every reason, just like we have every reason to be boisterous and demonstrative to anybody and everybody that has caused us slack or flack in our lives. But John and James, they realized, like, man, if Jesus can do it, so can I. If Jesus can do it, so can I. And maybe that's the question we have to start asking ourselves. If Jesus can do it, can, can I do it? And, and I love Jesus because he's the ultimate cheat code. He tells us what, who we need to be, and then he says, all right, this is what you need to be. I'm going to help you get there. Thank you, Lord. You, you don't have to do anything but literally just nothing. You have to just stop trying. You have to stop trying to improve everything that I've already completed. You have to stop trying to make your will happen. You have to stop trying to make a way out of no way. That's my nickname. They sing songs about me doing it. Let me do it. That's, that's, that's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. I mean, there, there's a reason we sung the songs that we did today. You know I, I, you know, I didn't ask God, like, God, why do you want us to sing those songs? A lot. I don't know if you know this, but sometimes for the worship set list, I like to ask God, I'm like, God, what do you want us to sing to you? Because, you know, we're worshiping God. We're not just singing songs, but we're telling God. We're saying, you know, that when I, we're reminding ourselves when I, when I open my mouth, that's when the darkness flees. When I move my body. thank you, Well, we're singing about, uh, you know, oh, what a savior. Oh, you're so wonderful. God, you are so wonderful. We're singing about, oh, there is, there's, when, when I'm tired and when I'm thirsty, still there's, there's freedom. Still there's peace. Still there's power. And oh, what's what's this surrounding right now? That's your glory. Jeez. oh, this, it's sweeping in this room. It's stirring up my heart. It's saturating every bit of thunder like in my personality, every ounce of thunder, every raindrop that comes with the thunder. Understand this. Thunder doesn't come out of nowhere. Most of time, thunder is a is, it's a it's the you know, it's the result of a storm that's already been brewing. So for James and John to have this thunder like personality, that meant, that meant that they had to be sitting on a lot of stuff. Whether it's the upbringing, whether it's people mistreating them, or whether it's people uh, uh, not giving them the, the opportunities. I mean, we can all go around the room and talk about the different things that, that just kind of sit right there. That shouldn't be, but there's things that sit right there. There's, there's things that bottle up and unfortunately, that's how the thunder like personality comes out. Why? Because there's things that bottle up within us, whether it's hurt, Whether it's disappointment, whether it's discouragement, whether it's God, why is this happening? I love this person. Why is that happening? Jesus. You know, me and Kelsey were talking about something on the way here, and she was apologizing to me about that particular thing happening in our life right now. And I said, Unfortunately, it's a part of life living in this fallen world. Sickness and death, they come. It rains on the just and unjust. But then the day, sometimes it's hard to accept that and sometimes uh, just in that it triggers an emotion. But guess what? You can determine what emotion is going to trigger. You can. You can determine what results it's going to trigger. You can determine. Is this going to trigger me getting bitter and angry and violent and cutting off everybody or is this going to trigger me running to the altar running to the Father? Is this going to trigger me loving harder than I've ever loved before? Is this uh, this uh, this storm that's happening in my life? Is it going to is it going to allow me to to be thunder like and stay ready and, and close off everybody for myself? Or is it going to allow me to see people that are hurting and in need Jeez. and say, hey, I can relate. This is what I got going on in my life. But, you know, what? I'm still standing because of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He is still holding my hand. Yes, he is with me in the fire. Jesus. He is parting the sea making a way of no way Thank you Lord And he will do the same for you I, I fully believe that that's what the trigger is meant to do yeah. Praise As God. Jesus follows, it's meant to unlock It's meant to activate It's meant to psychologically cause this chain of events That allows us to advance the kingdom of God mm-hmm. Why? Because people see us as transparent human beings Thank you Lord yeah. See, one of the biggest one of the biggest turnoffs for people with church is that, you know, we live in an age where people say, Well, I, I don't feel like church is transparent. I, I feel like there's a divide between the pastor and myself. Or I feel like there's a divide between the leaders and myself. Or I, do, I feel like there's a divide between those that go to church and and, and me trying to figure out my life. And it's because at times we have not been the most transparent. But it's okay to admit that, you know what? This day I'm struggling. It's okay to admit there. The problem is when we stay there. See, see, you know, if you've ever done a road trip before, you know, you instantly, there's times where you have to stop off, refuel, get gas, stretch your legs, wake yourself back up, get coffee. Hallelujah for coffee. Yeah. But God. the problem is is when we camp out there. You know, the problem is when a, when a bathroom break turns into a three-day, oh, we, you know, we just, we just love the, the little souvenirs in this gift shop. You've wasted the point of the trip. Jesus. It's okay to admit that, you know what, this day I am struggling. Or this day I this day I'm not, uh, this day I'm struggling with being better, and I'm struggling with being bitter and better. I'm, 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 I'm in that gray area. It's okay to admit those different things. But it's not okay when we camp out there, when we stay there, when we build a house and build a family in there. Jesus. But see, when you get off and, 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 and get off the road and get into that, that rest area or that, that bathroom break, metaphorically talk about, when we go into that, when we're like, okay, this day I'm struggling with this. You know who's there waiting for you? Praise God. Arms wide open. Praise Jesus. Full of freedom, full of peace, and full of love, Jesus. He's waiting right there to say, hey, I, I knew you were coming. Praise God. I knew you were coming. In fact, you know what the I see I saw the storm. I saw the thunder brewing. You know, just bring it right here. I can take it. Praise God. Creation can't take it but the Creator can. Thank you. Ooh. Creation can't handle your thunder and they're not supposed to. Praise Talking to God. myself, but God can. Jesus. Hallelujah. God can handle the hurt. He can handle the why. Yes. Yes Lord. The moment that you, can, that you can flip over in your prayers and not just talk about the what's, but talk about the why, that's what he wants. She, he knows the what. He knows, he, knows, he knows that you're angry. He knows you're bitter. He knows that you're lonely. He knows that you're sadder. He knows that you're confused. But also, he wants the why. He yeah. wants to lodge you behind it. He wants the reasons behind it. Yeah. Creation can't handle the thunder, but the creator can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The cre- creation cannot handle the thunder, but the creator can. Listen, I want you to remember you cannot live your life avoiding triggers. You cannot live this life avoiding triggers, but you have to determine what's going to come out of you. You have to determine how you're going to respond tomorrow. You have to choose how you want to respond to situations, problems, and offense, and rumors, and hurt, and loved ones leaving, and loss, and you have to choose. That's your application. That's your application. Determine and choose how you want to respond. Determine uh, w- when life triggers you, what's going to come out. Is it going to be thunder or is it going to be love? Is it going to be thunder or is it going to be patience? 12 o'clock is vastly approaching. When my stomach triggers what's going to come out of me. Is it going to be the thunder? Is it going to be, oh, they're trying their best. And I know we laugh, but it's just that simple. It's just that flip of a switch. It's just making that choice, that conscious choice that, yes, I have every right to be upset, but I'm not going to be. I choose not to be. Why? Because Jesus, he lives in me. And he's taking care of it. For those that are still taking notes, I want to I want to give you some bonus some bonus reading homework, some bonus reading homework because, yeah, I, I don't want this just to be, you know, oh, this was good Sunday, and the rest of the week we don't think anything about it. Not because I'm not because I'm me, but something that's going to keep this seed. It's going it's going to allow the water to keep being poured on it, the sun to shine on it. So obviously, the scriptures that we read, Mark three. Verses 13 through 17, Mark 3 verses 13 through 17, Mark 3 verses 13 through 17, Luke chapter 9, 51 through 56, Luke chapter 9 verses 51 through 56, Mark 10, 35 through 45, Mark 10, 35 through 45, and you can determine what translations you want to read in these. Second it to the last one, Romans chapter 2 verses 4. Romans chapter 2 verses 4. And then last one, 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Remember, don't rain like thunder, shine like the sun. Remember, don't rain like thunder, but shine like the sun. God, thank you for what you've done. Oh Jesus, thank you for what you've done. You're so good. Lord, we love you. Lord, we worship you. Jesus, you're so good. <sighs> Lord, freedom looks good on us and it's because of you. Lord, freedom looks good on us and it's because of you. Lord, I thank you. Give us that balance, Lord. Give us that balance to where we can where we can put the thunder on the altar and pick up your love, pick up your glory. Yes, Lord. Lord, that we're not raining, we're not spitting, we're not just demonstrative in a, in a conversation or in the way we do life, in the way we think, in the way we see things. Especially the narrative, Lord. But we don't want a narrative of, of viewing things and, and negatively, Lord. But Lord, we don't want to just see problems as problems, Lord. We want to see problems as opportunities. Grow our trust in you. Hallelujah. Grow our trust in you. Thank you, you, Jesus. Protect us as we go to our many destinations, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen.